Hey, my name is Kristen and I want to personally welcome you in. I'm a small town mama and former elementary school teacher who spent $250 to start a network marketing business I knew nothing about. I had no followers, zero experience in marketing and knew very little about social media, but I was able to educate myself on all the ins and outs of owning a business and now run an annual six figure online business and partner with my husband in helping him run a local service-based business all from home. Because you're listening, it's likely that you're either considering getting started as an entrepreneur or you want to grow in that area. So let's do that together. I'll use my experience as an educator to break it all down for you. Social media marketing, business strategy, and networking. My goal is to help you find a sense of balance and fulfillment so you can inspire others to do the same using your unique gifts. So get comfy and cozy, grab a pen and paper, and your drink of choice, and let's get to it. Hey, my friends. We are in the dog days of summer at least we are in South Carolina. I don't know what it's like where you are, but it is super hot. And in today's episode of the podcast, I want us to focus on summer entrepreneurship and how we are able to navigate through this season that has some, if we're being honest, some unique challenges, right? I know that sometimes, and in some cases, depending on what your brand is all about, uh, summer entrepreneurship can be a challenge, not only for sales, but it can also be a challenge for you in terms of the time that you spend with your family and prioritizing all the responsibilities that you have. Because let's be honest, summertime is a time for fun. We don't call it summer for anything, right? We can remember from as long as we can remember uh, being a, from being a kid that summertime was literally our favorite season out of the entire year. And that might have had something to do with the time that we got off from school, uh, or maybe not, I'm not sure. But in today's episode, I want us to talk about how we can maximize business opportunity throughout the summer months so that we can show up more effective, even if this means that these are the slow months for you. Um, there's been some really great research that I have learned that came from the Journal of Consumer Psychology that actually shows that warm temperatures increases the reliance on social proof. So basically what that means is that when it's hot outside, conformity is more compelling. People are going to choose products and services that are um, preferred by the vast majority. So what does that mean for you as an entrepreneur? You want to get your face out there. You want to get your brand out there and you want it to become well known. And so in this episode, I'm going to give you some strategies and some ideas on how to thrive in the summer months, even if it is a building season for you. And then also give you some tips and strategies on how to align your responsibilities and your priorities so that you can make the most out of it personally and spend time with your family and your friends as well. So with that being said, make sure you share this episode uh, on your social media. You can tag me. You can send this over to me. Let me know what your takeaways are. I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, social media advertising is something that I have preached about so many times, so often, and I definitely recommend, even especially during the summer months, that you put a heavy emphasis on social media marketing. What do I mean? So get on TikTok. Okay, I need you to get on Facebook and I also need you to get on Instagram and any of the other social media platforms that are out there. And I want for you to create brand awareness. 
Okay. Now, small businesses really should focus on as many of the platforms as they possibly can, but I would definitely stick with the ones that you know that you can show up consistently and that you can perfect your craft. Okay. So one of the things that I like to tell my clients and the teams that I lead is that whenever they start their own business from home, most of them do not have a whole lot of social media experience. And I don't know what yours looks like. Likely, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a level of experience. But I want for you to think about in terms of the summer months and what you can effectively do in order to show up in the best way. Okay. So while you're thinking about social media strategy, specifically during the summer and posting on social media, what I think that we as entrepreneurs need to do is put ourselves into the shoes of the client or the lead or the customer or the consumer, right? And that's ideally what we should be doing all year long. But specifically, when we're talking about the summer market, I want for you to think about their behaviors and think about like, what are the things that they enjoy? Or what are the things that they are planning for? What are the things that they're thinking about doing? And we know that whenever it's summertime, what's typically happening? most people are getting outside, right? So nice weather actually causes people to get outside. They're doing things, they're active. And a lot of them honestly are going on vacations with their families. They're planning summer projects. They're looking for fun things to do because during the winter months, most of them are cooped up in the house. They're, you know, hunkering down and thinking about the holidays, all of those sort of things. But when they're in summer mode, it looks very different vacation, hobbies, fun, outside, movement. A lot of them are doing that. And so if we can consider what their habits are, then that will help us to plan out the types of things that we share with the world in terms of what does our brand solve as a problem for those particular consumers. So if we consider those things like, for example, nice weather, Okay, people are getting out of their homes. If I'm thinking about, let's say it's a makeup brand, if you run like a business with makeup or something like that, I want to make sure that whenever I post on social media, I maybe want to talk about the convenience of taking um, the makeup with me, or if it's going to be melt free. I don't know if that's the actual terminology or not, but you know, like if it's going to last through the summer heat, or if it's going to be waterproof, or you know, are there ways for them to be able to do looks that are going to go from day to night because they're going to be out and about most of the time. You know, those are the sort of things that we want to consider when we think about consumer behavior or what's going to happen during the summertime. If you're thinking about, let's say you are a part of like a food brand, or maybe you sell um, cooking utensils, or you are a health and wellness brand. I like to think about you know, what are the types of products and services that you could share with them that are going to support them in that particular season? So I know that most of the time, summertime is a great time for uh, people who grill, right? Most people are outside, they're cooking outside, they're having get togethers with friends, maybe they're at the beach, they're on a boat. So whenever I'm planning out or sharing resources and tips to support my customer base or my clients, then I want to show up giving them some value or support that's going to 
center around those particular topics, right? So we always want to make sure that we keep our target audience in mind, that we're consistent whenever we're posting on social media so that we can give value that relates to whatever it is that they're going through. And of course, that's going to take some planning, right? And so that actually brings me to my next point, which is how we can capitalize on the summer marketing um, in the most effective way so that it will save us time. Because I know you as an entrepreneur, you're really busy. You have a lot on your plate. You've got a lot going on. So how can we make this process easy, especially if you personally are trying to also enjoy summer as well? You've got summer on your brain. You've got a lot going on. Maybe you're taking the kids here and there like I am. You know, like there might be a lot going on. So it's even likely that the creative juices that you have flowing typically throughout the rest of the year may be at um, not necessarily a standstill, but they might be a little bit more hard to tap into at this point in the year. And so I've got a couple of ideas for you that I want to share um, in addition to the things that I've already talked about here um, so far. Have you heard of, and I know you have, um, everyone's talking about it, um, and that is the power of AI. Okay. Artificial intelligence. AI has become such a pivotal tool in the marketing world in terms of um, allowing you to create a customer experience that is more tailored towards them. Okay. So let me explain what I mean. If I know that my ideal client is a working woman, she's an entrepreneur, and she is facing the summer months and she's trying to avoid burnout. That could be a topic that I could actually go to ChatGPT or any other AI that you would possibly use. And you can share as many things about your ideal client. And then you can ask it to help you tailor a marketing plan that would address their concerns or things that would help to contribute to their lifestyles to make it more meaningful. Um, I'll give even more specific in how I particularly have used this in my business when it comes to planning out either a marketing or strategies for content or whatever. So I've specifically gone to ChatGPT and I will open with this question and I will say, I'm going to ask you a, to help me write out a content plan that is going to serve my ideal client. Before we get started, and I'll actually even tell ChatGPT, like I'm going to create the content for Instagram or whatever. So you insert whatever platform. I'm going to create the content for the platform that you're going to use. But before we get started, I want for you to have a good understanding of who I am trying to serve and what my brand is about. So I go ahead and give that chat GPT that information so that it's already prepared and ready to go. The next thing that I ask it to do or all that I'll say to it is I need for you to ask me at least 10 to 20 questions that will help you understand how to do this task a little bit more efficiently. So essentially all I'm doing is asking chat GPT to ask me questions about my business, about my brand and about my ideal client. So of course, when you do that, and I've done this with a number of people on the team, when you do that, you go in, you put that in there, and then it will spit out like 10 to 20 questions. And then all you have to do is respond to all of them in the best way that you possibly can in the alignment. And it's really cool when you do this, actually, because when you actually sit down to start, 
Um, and maybe you don't have like a really strong or firm understanding of what your brand should look like or what your ideal client or who that is. When you answer these questions, when you come to the very end, it's really exciting because it actually will help you to determine that information a little bit better. It'll help you to refine that. When you better understand who your client base is, you can serve them a little better. You can show up a little bit better. You can create the content that's going to serve them a little bit more meaningfully. So of course you go through that process of answering the questions. And I love the system of it spitting back answers to you. And then we'll actually even go through a process of asking you to refine some of your answers. It will ask you more questions um, in some cases. And it's just really cool to go through that. And before you know it, you have come up with a list of topics or ideas that you can create content around, whether it's a reel or a post or a blog post or an email or whatever. It's going to give you some ideas of things that you can share with the world. I love it. It's, it's so powerful. And I think that whenever you are in summer mode, um, especially since most of the other consumers are already using these platforms like ChatGPT, you definitely should maximize on this opportunity. Now, I will tell you, um, as a rule of thumb, whenever you're using AI, uh, it's very generic in terms of the language. Now, I love AI and the fact that you can actually give it, I don't know if you know this or not, you can actually give it a piece of content that you have already written. And you can say, listen, I'm going to share a piece of content that I've written because I want for you to understand my voice in writing this piece of content for me. And so whenever you share that, it will actually spit it back out to you in your verbiage. It's so cool to watch it do this. But what I'm saying is whenever you get a an idea or you're asking for um, ChatGPT or another platform to help you to write a piece of content, the value is not just in what it gives you, okay? Remember, the value is in what you know. It's your background knowledge. It's your experience. It's your stories. Most people, again, do not want to be sold to, nor do they care about a whole bunch of facts. Most of the time, the reason why someone is going to relate to you, it's because of your story and the power behind what you know and how you can relate to them in solving their problems. So keeping that in mind, whenever you come up with this list of ideas, make sure that you're always going back and you're inserting your own stories or you're um, creating uh, you're creating an atmosphere where you're explaining it in your own voice, not just spitting out what ChatGPT tells you, right? Like you don't want to just copy paste because that's that's just not good. That's not good business. So you definitely want it to um, to make sure that it reflects who you are, so that it can become a little bit more personal, um, and you know you best, and you obviously can tailor that uh, so that it serves in a better way. So for sure, I highly recommend using AI as a tool, and then also taking a look at whether what other people are doing. There's nothing wrong with doing market research. Um, whether you are creating blog posts or you are creating content for a social media platform, or you're just trying to learn how to become better at whatever the craft is that you're doing, always take a look at what other market, what other people in the same market are doing so that you can get a general idea of where you can fall in or what you can do to supplement the rest of what everyone else is doing. Okay. So Say if you are in the health and wellness industry, and I know I bring that up a lot, but that's just my background. If you're in the health and wellness industry and you are sharing resources and tips, what is it that you could do that's going to be a little different than what everybody else is doing? How can your brand fill a void that's there, right? 
Or what is everyone else hopping on to the bandwagon? Are there certain trends that people are following? Can you also take that and insert it into your um, into your brand or your um, marketing strategies or anything like that? I think that that's really powerful for you to do. And it not only um, it's helpful for you to kind of just fit in line with what other people are doing, but it also helps to stimulate your creativity in a way. I remember whenever I first started the business, um, that's how, honestly, I started. Um, I didn't know a whole lot about social media. And so what I did was I followed people in the same industry and learned from them. And I did a, a kind of a, a little bit of duplication. I wouldn't say that I copied, but I would take what they were doing and I would make it my own. So using the same idea, you can do the same thing for your particular brand um, so that you can, um, of course, work smarter, not harder, right? Now, the next thing that I want to talk about is, you know, in the summer months, I find that sales sometimes can go down depending on what your brand is, right? And there's a lot of factors that contribute to that. I know for me personally, I have felt, especially this year, and I know that um, the way that the market is right now and COVID and all the things that are happening, like sales across the board are down, especially in network marketing. Um, and it's just the way that it is as we're coming out of the pandemic and all of that good stuff. But sales are are kind of slow sometimes during um, during the summer months, right? And I want for you to consider why. Um, I know for me personally, as an entrepreneur, it's really easy for you to get caught up in your feelings and wonder like, what am I doing wrong? You could be doing all the right things, um, but it's just the way that things are at this very moment. So you just keep working, keep plugging in. Of course, I'm going to keep sharing some tips for you on how you can keep going and doing the thing. But keep in mind that a lot of families take trips with their kids, right? Um, some of them maybe are going on vacation with their partners. And even some of them are right now, I know um, with me when I was in the classroom, you know, July obviously was like the month that we had off from school whenever I was still teaching. And so that was the month that we really tried to squeeze as much as we possibly could in. With that also being said, for many businesses, it's also the end of the fiscal year. And so they're either getting started and things are starting to wind back up as they're starting, or they're recuperating from the end of season where they were finishing up that fiscal year. Um, so, so the summer months are challenging across the board for a lot of people, whether they're really focused heavily on their work or they are playing, you know? So there's a lot that can go into why sales and demand and all that stuff kind of goes down during the summer months. So I want to give you some encouragement on how you can continue to grow and maximize the time that you have during those slower periods of time. And I'm telling you this from experience because quite honestly, um, my personal business has been in a season of lull, probably I would say for the last six months or so. Um, and I personally have had to do some of the strategies that I'm going to be sharing with you in just a second. And so um, if you have ever, even if it's not even in the slow months um, and you're listening to this podcast, maybe if it's not during the summer, but you are experiencing a lull in your business, maybe this, um, these next few tips that I'm going to share with you will be hopefully helpful to you. Now, the slow season of your business is really an opportunity where you can look at where you're standing, right? It gives you an opportunity for you to think about it like this. So if you have like tons and tons of customers coming in, it, that takes a lot of energy, right? Because you have to do your follow-ups and you have to reach out to them and you want to continue, you know, building those relationships and of course, serving them in the best way. 
you've got a lot on your plate when you've got a lot of customers coming in. I remember there was a season in time whenever I was trying to onboard promoters on our team. Um, and I, there were a lot at once and it was difficult, right? It was challenging for you to build a meaningful relationship with that many people at once. And it can be that challenging even whenever you're building a client base that's rather large. But when things are slow, this is an opportunity for you to look and go, okay, where do I need to grow? What are some of the adjustments that I need to make in my personal business so that I can, when things start to pick back up, I can already be ahead of the game and I can make those gains for the future. You know, while things are less hectic, it's even the best time for you to really go inward and think about what areas of personal development can you start to work on. Maybe this would be the time when you're going to take a course so that you can grow in a certain area. Um, for me, uh, whenever I started to enter this slow season and I was really starting to go inward and process like what that system looked like for me, because what I would was noticing was that my social media was at the time I was posting a lot. I was putting out a ton of content. I was post posting multiple times a day. I was going live multiple times a day. I was literally posting everywhere all of the time. And to be honest with you, it was kind of exhausting. But whenever the season started to slow down, I started to stop and reflect on how the content that I was putting out, was it quality or was it just quantity? And so I started to go inward and started to recognize that maybe I needed to scale back and not create so much content, but I needed to really start focusing on the hooks or the calls to action or even the type of content that I was creating so that it would serve my ideal client in the best way. Started to really focus in even on the values that I was sharing. Um, what I noticed was that a lot of the times because I was feeling compelled to share more and post more, um, I was literally just jumping on any and every bandwagon that there was. So if someone would give a piece of advice or I would duplicate it or I would apply it to my niche. And I realized that in some cases that wasn't necessarily serving myself or my ideal client. And so taking the opportunity to take a step backward and recognize those things was super powerful. In addition to that, I also started to look and navigate through other ways that I could grow my business. So what else outside of social media could I do now that I knew how to post and I knew the consistency piece and I was already starting to evaluate the quality of my content, where else could I go? And so that led me down different avenues where I was taking courses and I was reading books and I was, you know, getting mentorship from other people outside of what I had been familiar with. So I was learning as much as I possibly could in order to perfect my craft, but also diversify myself so that I was in multiple places at once. Now, I know that that can be overwhelming to you as you're listening. You're probably going to Kristen, like this is a lot. Remember, the slow season is definitely the time that you want to take advantage. And of course, I've heard one of my mentors say one time before, you know, sometimes you have to work on your business and not in your business, right? I'm going to say that again. A lot of times as entrepreneurs, we get caught up in the day-to-day -day and checking the things off the list because they need to get done. And we always have so much to do. But sometimes it's important for you to slow down so that you can speed up so that you can work on your business rather than in your business. And you can see where there's cracks that are starting to really tear away at the foundation of your business. And of course, that's not something that you want to happen. You want to be able to continue to grow. And so sometimes the slow seasons are that opportunity to allow you to go, you know what? 
I could grow in this area, or maybe I should try this instead and see where it takes you. You know, people aren't going to feel ghosted or you're not going to feel like you dropped the ball whenever the the number of customers that you have coming in are less. Now, not only that, the thing that I love about this particular thing is that if you are working on developing in a better way, whether it is developing the quality of your content or diversifying yourself in multiple ways, what's going to happen is that when the season starts to pick back up and things start to run at the, you know, the way that it used to, you're going to already be there. You're already going to be present and you're already going to have navigated through that season of growth so that whenever people are ready to, maybe they're back from vacation or they're ready to, you know, spend the money or whatever, they're back to their routines. When things slow down for them, you're already going to be there for them, which is so cool. Um, now, something else I want for you to think about that you can do in terms of navigating through the summer months, and this is going to be just a, a tip or like a marketing strategy in terms of um, you selling, I guess, maybe. Um, think about, and you obviously aren't going to be selling through this tip, so I don't want to say selling, but you'll understand what I mean in just a second when I say this. Maybe people aren't buying right now. Now, we know that like in the winter months, people are typically buying for other people because, you know, holiday season, they're spending money on their kids, they're spending money on their family members, they're buying gifts and presents, and they're doing all these things, right? In the summer months, people are more likely to spend money on themselves. However, if they aren't really ready, maybe for monetary reasons because they're going on vacation, or maybe their businesses are slow, even if people aren't ready to buy right now, that doesn't mean that it's going to be a no forever. And I want for you to think about creative ways that you can share with your followers or your potential customers that will give them value for free now. But it's almost as if you can like reel them in and get them really excited about what you have to offer so that later when the opportunity presents itself and they do want to buy later, then you're already there because you've established that relationship. If you missed last week's episode of the podcast, I talked about um, an email marketing platform that I absolutely love. And I shared some tips in that episode about how you can serve for a period of time before you start to sell through email marketing. Anyway, go back and listen to that podcast if you haven't already. But I'm even thinking about like whenever you're you're marketing to someone um, in whatever space, could you not give them a freebie or a downloadable or something where you're giving them free value right now that's going to entice them to make that connection with you as the expert, that they're going to make that connection with you knowing like, man, this is the person that I need to go to. You've already working on building a relationship with them because you are either using chat GPT or really starting to become more hyper-focused on what your ideal client needs. So you're telling stories that relate to them. Like you are going to be the first one that they think about whenever it comes time for them to buy, right? You're sowing seeds. And I remember there was a time that I heard a training from one of my mentors before she was talking about the seasons in business. And she said, you know, there's, you know, fall, right? Whenever you have the harvest, well, you can't get to the harvest if you don't plant the seeds. And that's what I'm talking about here is that you want to maybe ramp up your social media presence and get really creative about um, the ways that you're showing up. Maybe do some giveaways, do some contests, maybe um, start talking about the freebies that you have to offer. Get that engagement on your page and generate the buzz so that you can create as many leads as possible now so that whenever they are ready to buy, 
you're going to be there and you're going to be willing to serve them. Now, the last thing that I want to share with you in terms of summer entrepreneurship is about work-life balance. And I firmly believe that there is no such thing. Um, at one point, I would have thought that there was a there was a thing. Um, if you know anything about my story, uh, being a teacher, uh, teaching full-time and having kids and doing all the things that I was involved in a few years ago, I really was craving um, balance in my life. I was looking for a way for me to navigate through my family, spending quality time with them, and then also my career. Now, I will tell you that's a heavy part of my brand is avoiding burnout. And that's why I honestly have this podcast because I feel like there's many other women out there that are like me that are facing similar issues. Um, And so hopefully the tips and things that I share with you are helpful. And if they are, please tell me, message me, call me, text me, send me a message over social. Like I would love to connect with you just to learn and find out if what I'm sharing with you is helpful. But there was a time when I thought that work-life balance was a thing. And I've learned over the years that that's not actually the case. Sometimes one thing is going to take precedence because that's what's most important at that very moment, right? But it is about taking breaks regularly so that you avoid the burnout, right? So that you can decide, you know, whenever you've got all these glass balls that you're juggling in the air and thinking about that, all the things that we have going on, all the priorities and all the stuff that we have to do, they're all balls, right? That we're just juggling in the air. And I imagine you think about like a clown whenever they're juggling. I can't juggle. I don't know if you can. But when they're juggling those balls in the air, the goal is to keep them all up, right? You don't want for them to hit the ground. And as working women, I know a lot of us, and especially entrepreneurs, sometimes we struggle with that because we're carrying and holding so many balls. And you know, the more that are added, the harder it becomes to juggle. And so sometimes what it takes for us to do is recognizing which balls are made out of rubber and which ones are made out of glass and you don't drop the glass ones. The rubber ones from time to time can fall, but you can have that full awareness that it's okay if you have to pick it up every now and then. I remember hearing that analogy once and it really spoke to me and reminded me that it's okay for me to let loose on certain things and then I can pick them back up later. But the things that are most important, like the relationships that you have with your loved ones, you can never get those back. When that ball is broken, it's broken. You can't put it back together. So kind of keeping that in the backside of your mind, I just have a last few final tips for you before we end out this episode of the podcast. Number one, I want you to set a schedule. My husband asks me, I have a clipboard on my desk that literally time blocks my day. And he'll ask me from time to time, he's like, what is that? And I'm like, this is my checklist. Because if, especially it being summertime and the girls are home and we've got a lot of things going on, if I don't have a checklist, then I won't know what I need to get done that day. My brain will get filled with other things. Prior, other things will pop up because that's how life is. And then before you know it, I'm not really giving myself to the business like I need to. However, being working from home, I obviously have the flexibility in my schedule where I can switch things around, but having that checklist always helps me. So maybe for you, it could be a checklist or it could be a schedule where you go, you know, during these hours are going to be more working hours, or I know that these are very important meetings that I have to attend, or this is exactly where I need to be at this specific time. And then you mark out even the things that are going to be, you know, representative of your family and the time that you want to spend with them. I remember in college, I had a professor. She actually did this. And I used to, even after I graduated college, um, I used this strategy for the longest time, especially when I was still in the classroom. 
I, and I, I kind of tweaked it a little bit. She called it the gold star method. So do you remember, do you remember like the gold foil stars that you could get from the store, from Walmart or wherever? And you would like the red and the blue and the silver and the gold. Well, she called it the gold star method. Over time, I actually evolved that into like just my different colored flare pens. Um, if you're a teacher, you know, you know, um, you know, enjoy pens are life. <laughs> um, but I, I remember she would have us assign different parts of our life and the things that we had going on to a different color, right, of the sticker. So if you're doing this in your own planner, it could be the color of your marker. Now, for some of you who don't have green brains, this might be overwhelming to you, so just tune me out, okay? But just hear me out because this might be something that you want to do. I don't know. But what she would do is she would say like red as an example would be school related stuff. So anytime that there was a project or a test or an exam or anything like that, she would mark it in red. So if it was family, then she would change that color to blue. So anything that was related on her calendar to family, she would write it in blue. And then every little part of her life was assigned a different color. And the reason for that was because what she said that she would do is she would literally open up her planner and she would take a look and recognize when there were too many of one color. What that signaled to her brain was that she needed to create a better balance. Let's say maybe she was overwhelming herself with the amount of responsibilities that she had and instead she needed to incorporate more family time. Or maybe she wasn't giving herself a break where she was, you know, enjoying hobbies. So I'd love for you to consider doing something like that, maybe in your own um, schedule. So looking at, you know, how can you create an opportunity for you to relax or spend time with your loved ones and doing the things that you absolutely love because that it's summertime and that everyone else is having fun. Why not you, right? But then also setting aside that time that's going to um, be devoted to your business or devoted to the things that have to get done. You could also consider... Um, uh, you know, mixing work with pleasure. Um, you, and I definitely think you should take breaks, um, especially whenever you're with your family. But, um, anyway, I hope that those tips were helpful to you, um, in some way. Um, summertime can be a navigating, uh, a challenging season. Um, but if you will think carefully through it and just understand that your ideal client should be first in mind. Um, I know for certain that you will be able to navigate through the season that, um, and then whenever fall comes, you'll have a harvest to reap. Anyway, I hope you had enjoyed episode. Um, what is this? 131? Is this 132? 132 of the show.